Hello and welcome to Fish Fingers and Custard, the Explosion Network's Doctor Who after show. This week, it's time to get into the nitty gritty breakdown series 11 in full. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Hello, Ashley. Are you excited to go over the season as a whole? Yeah, sure. It's going to be months before we talk about Doctor Who ever again, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, with the, the New Year's, we'll, that's, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But so what we're going to do this week is just kind of give overall thoughts of the season. If anything's just how you felt about it as an entire package. And then we're going to go through, taking turns, and we're going to rank the episodes from personal list 10 to 1. And then by the end of it, using maths, go the average of our the highest rated episodes deems this episode, the Explosion Network's number one the series 11 Doctor Who episode of all time, forever and ever and ever. That's pretty much how we're going to do it. Back four, talk about the episodes, rank them, talk about them as we go, see how it goes. Uh, it's pretty much what we do, the finale for all our after shows here on Explosion Network, of which, if you'd like to check out more, we have a Game of Thrones one, an American Gods one, and a Westworld one. More coming. Two of those will be back next year. Yeah, two of those will be back next year. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> well, actually, it will be back for one episode, but we'll get to that at the end of yeah. the episode. <laughs> All right, so jumping into it, Ash, what are your overall thoughts of the entire season as a whole package? Yeah, I think it was pretty solid. Um, not like blow your mind, incredible. Like, But yeah, there were some standout episodes, obviously, and then... The, the bottom of the barrel was not as frequently as reached as it felt like sometimes you can. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, especially I when- I cared the full season. Which- <laughs> it's a tick in the, tick in the box. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I enjoyed it from start to finish. I, I fully expect there to at least be one crappy episode or two crappy episodes or just meh episodes that's kind of just how it, it, it works i feel for the for the most part so when in knowing that of course and also i do feel like the first season of any new doctor is the most what works what doesn't work what works doesn't work what works doesn't work and then when they get around to the next next try they know the storylines that kind of resonate well for that kind of doctor yep. and what they can do better with them and what what storylines don't really work for them i guess um, my number one takeaway from the series as a whole is as much as I enjoyed Chris Chibnall coming in and going, look, new doctor, first female doctor, we're, we're just going to go full crazy. No Christmas special, all this, you know, breaking all the rules and yep. whatever else. And he's like, no returning monsters, villains from any of Doctor Who's past it, which I kind of liked in premise, but then having the entire season of that just made me feel like there wasn't enough oomph. Ever, especially yeah. with the the main villain, which of course I'm not a big fan of <laughs> at all, with the Tim Shaw. It would be, it would have been fine if they had something cool. Yeah, if they had have created something like the Whipping Angels, or yeah. if he had created something like the Silence. Yeah, 
But to be fair, nothing this season was memorable. No, I don't. I don't feel it works. Yeah, and 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 also, I think one of the problems was I feel like you could have gotten rid of some of the the crappier episodes and the smaller episodes, and potentially done some of the the more enjoyable episodes as two parters and stretched them out a little bit and got more time with the characters and stuff like that. And I would have preferred that, you know, cause there were times where it felt like episodes were rushed. Like even the, even the finale could have been a two parter. I feel could, yeah, you, you could have built upon that done a lot of, done a lot of other things. Um, the witch find, I, I mean the majority of episodes you could probably stretch to two episodes if you need to be, would they work? I don't know, but it's like I quite enjoyed when Moffat did that season. That was just old two parters. You know? Yeah. And old school Doctor Who was four, six, eight million episode parters. You know, it was it was long, <laughs> long form episodes. So as much as I do like the the one one job in out storylines here, here and there, I think the combination of them all being that, on top of the fact they were all new monsters or storylines and nothing ever returning. I think the combination yep. of all that just made it feel very too wonky. I don't know. Nothing really to nothing really to grab onto, I guess. But overall I did enjoy the season as a whole. I I looked forward to watching it every week. I wasn't I yep. wasn't really like, oh god, got to watch it so I can talk about it. It was I I, I was <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't enjoying my time with it. And I think Especially because as I, when we talked about in the first episode coming into the, this season, I was a bit like, didn't really particularly enjoy Peter Capaldi's run towards the end there. Kind of fell off the boat. I had to go back and watch those last couple episodes to come into this season because I just fell off and I was like, I'm kind of bored of this, to be honest. So I, I feel if I'm going to compare that's how I was feeling to how I'm feeling now, I'm feeling better after about Doctor Who this season than I was the previous. So that's a plus <laughs> for sure. Um, anything else? No. No, okay. Just... <laughs> How do you feel? The thing is, I don't, I think they didn't explore the companions enough. I, don't, mm -hmm. I think Graham had like a full arc. Ryan had half an arc. Mm -hmm. Yaz had barely anything. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's something you'll look towards in the next season. Too many companions. It sounded, it sounded good in premise, but there really wasn't enough episodes and stuff to like yeah. to to really do anything with them. As as much as we love Graham, but yeah. I mean, half the reason we probably love love Graham is because he did seem to get the most attention out of anyone, right? Like yeah. writing wise, joke. Or he got the best lines. Or yeah, the best moments. Yeah, yeah. And Yaz, um, yeah, really, you, the least. By far, of the whole, all, all three of them, by far. Two episodes. Yeah. And, and Ryan stuff was really kind of tacked on because it was half related to a lot of Graham Graham's, stuff yeah. when it came to Grace and stuff. So, yeah, the companions <clears throat> didn't really feel fleshed out. And that's that's probably why it does work better with one or two, three. Yeah. It's like we're struggling here. <laughs> we're struggling here to keep up. All right. Let's get into... Ranking the episodes, 10 to 1, what do we think is the best one? But let's start with what we think is the worst one. Ash, what do you got in at number 10? The Ghost Monument. The Ghost Monument. That is episode 2. Episode 2. Of the season. And one that we, of course, talked talk crap on when it came out. 
Yep. Um, Has it improved with age? <laughs> what, did you go back and look? No. Just my opinions have not changed. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it, 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 it was concerning that the second episode was so boring. Mm. But obviously we ended up having nothing to fear, so... Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, they gave us sniper bots, so which went so far. They uh, did the, so the, much the, with the sniper bots. Villains and all of Doctor Who so far. So <laughs> at least we got that. Um. Yeah, Ghost Monument is not my number ten. Ooh. I will. I'll. I'll tell you where it falls in just a second because it, it'll make sense. But I'll say that it is. When I, when I went back, back, and I obviously talk so much crap on this episode, and I still do think it is obviously really bad, and it just feels the most... But here's the thing. Looking back on it, I'm like, I was enjoying how much I was watching this episode, and I, I just remember being like, wow, Doctor Who's so cinematic now. And like, I was enjoying all that aspect, but the storyline and the characters and the side characters and the nonsense kind of plot and all that sort of stuff, and then the horrible fucking sniper bots, which were the least threatening thing we've had in... In some time, and I'd still say probably the least threatening thing of the entire series, and that's why it was so much funnier when they arrive in the finale. And it's like, hey, remember them? Yeah, they kick them over. They're not going to hit you. It's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, uh-huh. Not good. However, when I was thinking back for my list, I decided I'd put one above or b- below this. So, Ghost Monument is my number nine, and nine. number ten. I've got arachnids in the UK. Oh, mm. really? Yeah. So when I, when I was thinking back about it, I really hated that. I I think with time, I disliked it more maybe because every time I just thought back on it, as much as I understood what I was going for with the whole Donald Trump or whatever it was, you know, the, the, the business dude or whatever, you know, the hotel manager. Yeah. Whatever it was. Um, all that sort of stuff. Look, the more I thought about it, the more I just hated that actor and his performance. <laughs> and it annoyed me. It rubbed me horribly the wrong way. And then I also found the spider plot to uh, be silly by then. Remember, I, uh, like, I just, I thought they set it up so well. And then they just, the ending into not being anything interesting or substantial, really. And how it all plays off at the end, I didn't really like with how the, the queen spider dies and everything else. Yeah. So, and the, the special effects in this episode out of all, I think are the worst also because they have the most CGI like spiders running around more so. And I, I just looking bad on it. It, it feels, this episode feels the most like a 2005 episode of Doctor Who or 2006, you know, just overall. So that's, um, that's my number 10 and my number nine ghost monument what is your number nine though my number nine is kablam kablam yeah really okay yeah why is that yeah i just i don't know it just didn't click i don't know yeah there just weren't as many elements i liked out of that episode that i think there's more elements out of other episodes i preferred more so yeah kablam number nine I'm sorry, I had Kablam at number seven. Okay. And it's, it, it kind of get, if, if, as, I mean, there's 10 episodes, if it's at number seven, it's, it's creeping closer to being at number five. And I just it kind of, just because in my mind, it was one of the more like, you know, it's just a, it, it's okay, I guess. 
it's it's fine. It it felt like a mm-hmm. the story storyline wise, it felt like a kind of typical Doctor Who story, I guess. Uh, um, more so than a lot of others, it kind of just felt like your typical story out of Doctor Who. But the once again, I feel like the ending wasn't yeah. as good as the setup and everything we got coming before it because walking around the, the warehouse walking around watching people walk around the warehouse i'm in it ash i'm in the vr headset walking around is what is, yeah is is, <laughs> is what's happening for, for me but yeah watching watching everyone just talk uh walking through meaning on these characters they were interesting characters it was an interesting premise it was an interesting warehouse and all these other sorts of things but then by the time you get to the end it's the the payoff to it all just felt not yeah. worth There's a lot of potholes yeah i mean Trying to explain why different things were happening, just inventing stuff that was never explained. Well, you know, that's what yeah. And then, and then <laughs> the doctor just lets the guy die. Yeah, well, that's true. This doctor who's so set <laughs> on not killing anybody. Yeah, but that guy. Can you make it up here? No. All right. Bye. No. All right, bye. <laughs> no. You could have made the robots open it anywhere. Yeah, but it's right here. You have to right in that in that warehouse. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is your number uh, eight then? My number eight is Arachnids in the UK. Oh, yeah, there you go. Arachnids in the UK at number eight. I think so. I liked it more. D- well, I mean, you liked I it more. Off-put. Just a little bit more. Obviously, I wasn't <laughs> as off put by the spiders. Yeah. I didn't really. Liked it the whole two places above, <laughs> above where I put it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how can you go past them playing a rap song to catch all these spiders? That is true. I, mean, I, I nearly forgot about that amazing moment. How could I forget? <laughs> um, my number eight, my number, my number eight is the, oh, here we go. The Battle of Rayanskov of Kolos <coughs> is what my number eight is. Uh, okay. The season finale, of course, we just talked about it the previous episode, so it's the, the most recent episode we've watched. Uh, a week out, I pretty much just feel the exact same. Week finale, week villain. Um, stakes weren't high enough, or they didn't feel they didn't feel as high as they were trying to tell me they were, and the finale didn't give me a Doctor Who finale feeling. You know, I want to walk yeah. away with this magical this person just saved the galaxy. It's amazing. Oh, I want to get in that TARDIS and have journeys with them time. And most finales have this big epicness to them and great mm. emotional moments and whatever else. But, but that's been the season though. Uh, it hasn't been like a overarching story. Everything's been standalone other than the Graham thing. Yeah. That is the only thing that's really carried over. Yeah, but it's like if you're going to bring one thing back and you're going to make your one returning villain be the season finale villain, you'd think that would at least make it cool, I guess. Or what? Teeth aren't cool? Teeth are cool. They help me. They do help me eat. That's that's all I'll say. They do help me eat, so. Okay. I'm not defending this because this is number seven on my list, so only one more. Okay. Because it sounded like he was defending it. You're like, look, Dylan, this is number one. Uh, yeah, no, so yeah. got anything else to say about it or? I mean, at least we've got that grand payoff. And That's, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode. We've got, we had problems. Yeah. What is your number? Oh, fuck, it gets confusing. Uh, six. 
is what we're up to, right? My number six is the Saranga conundrum. I I'll give it out right now. My number six is also the Saranga problem. <laughs> conundrum. So it's on the conundrum. Yeah. So we we tie up on that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just a fun episode. Amusing. Nothing too special, other than seeing a man give birth to a child. That um, was good. That was pretty cool. Uh, cute, cutest alien, but most <laughs> destructive. Suppose, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. the I thought the what was it Pating? It's fun to say Pating. Yeah, does it Pating? Uh, most creative, better name than Tim Shaw is what all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, villain of the the season overall. I, feel, I I do like this episode, but it's just I like it, but it's nothing spectacularly. I mean, you know, nothing really yeah. stands out, but at the same time, it's nothing I really dislike about it. It's it's an episode, but it's an episode I've seen a million times because Doctor Who have done a lot of these stranded spaceship. TARDIS lands inside it. There's a couple of people or crew or whatever. Like this is a atypical kind of Doctor Who scenario, just with different monster and characters inside it. So that's probably why it was never, never really stood a chance of of standing out to be something special. I suppose. Yeah. Um. Okay, my number, my number. What was that? Six. My number five is the Witchfinders, episode eight. Uh, best guest performance of the the, se- yep. the season by far, easily. Um, once again, I, I I feel like the lows of this episode could have been a lot lower if the highs went as high. And by highs, I mean it kind of is just carried by this performance and the yeah the loudness of it, I guess. But it doesn't get too silly, even though it kind of is silly. Yeah. Um, it's also the first episode, one of the only... Well, there's a few, but this this episode, more than others, directly kind of puts the Doctor... The only time they kind of put the, doc, the Doctor directly into a place of how you couldn't have done this storyline if it was any other previous Doctor. But then they don't yep. take it far enough, I don't think. Like, they could have taken it mm. way further. How much further could you... I think they could have done it... Because I, I still think a lot... I still think a lot of it was, like... It wasn't forefront storyline. It was, like... They called her a witch and dunked her in the water. <laughs> I know, but I, I still feel it was subtle and a lot of people could miss it. Because a lot of people like who may not know like the... What, did you want to outright say, I used to be a man? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just think, I, I, I feel like they could have done more with it. Like once you're already in that premise, in that time period, and you're going as far as dunking her and all these sorts of things, it's like, just commit to it. Just go go f- full balls here. Let's let's go balls for a while weirder with this. Let's let's just go there. Do do some crazy things. I don't really yeah. know what. I just felt like it it didn't quite reach its potential. And then I, once again, like a lot of episodes, by the time we reach the end, the finale, the the payoff to the villain wasn't as good as the rest of the episode. It was just okay. You chuck them back in the tree. Good job. <laughs> that was exciting. That's that's great, everyone. Um. So yeah, that's my number. Five. What is your number five? My number five is the woman who fell to earth. The opening, opening episode, premiere so, episode. Premiere episode. I think I would have liked it more if Tim Shaw didn't come back. <laughs> you reckon? Like in retrospective, it would have helped you just. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I think his return kind of sours me on it because that was a. Yeah, 
He's not a good character. No. And because of this episode, we had to see more of him. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had this one at number four, so I only just above you. That's uh, cool because I had Witchfinders at number four. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how this stuff kind of works out. Sometimes it's like, okay, that uh, that works. It's out not surprising. Because I think this is there were clearly better episodes, and there there were clear distinctions between the best episodes, the middle episodes, and yeah. Well, the they lower. usually they usually is, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought the premiere episode was good. I I I yeah. kind of feel like you at the same. Like I went back and looked at my review that I wrote for it, right? And I sound a lot happier with it. Yeah. Than I am now. And if I had to pinpoint a reason, it probably is the same as you, where I'm like, the, the reason I'm more sad on this now is knowing that that fucking guy comes back and becomes such a hatred for me for the entire season. I didn't know how yeah. much of a problem I would have with him the first time I watched this episode. I didn't know that a week later, episode two, I'd be like, oh God. And then I would spend the rest of the season going, yeah, can't wait to get to the season finale. There, he's going to be there. And then he shows up and it's like, oh, ooh. So even... Even more reasons to hate the episode two. It ruins the whole show. It ruined the season for me. The whole, the, the whole <laughs> season ruined by that. That retroactively one. ruined the premiere. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, uh, no. yeah. Good job, everyone. I mean, it's still good. I mean, it's top four, or five, still. It's like top half. Oh yeah, it's, it's, we're not saying it's, it's bad. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. This look, it's it's good. It's just got retroactively. Worse <laughs> is, what, is, what, is what's happened. Is what uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So my number three then, Demons of the Punjab. Yep. I was waiting. To, I was waiting to see if you'd be like, yeah, I've got it number three also. Yeah. Um, so really good episode. Um, interesting <laughs> time period. Once again, a time period that I haven't seen at least in new Doctor Who, current Doctor Who timeline, kind of covered like this, that, that time period and stuff. So, And one of the only episodes of the whole season, which I talked about in the episode when we covered it, that after watching it, it made me want to go watch fucking yep. Gandhi and stuff. And like it made me start Googling that time period more because watching this episode made me want to suddenly read up a little bit more about the history of that time period and stuff because yeah. I was interested by what was happening, which I think is really cool. And not something I want Doctor Who to do every episode or expected to do every episode, but considering that's uh, how the show was designed to teach kids stuff, to get their, them interested in uh, history and sciences and these sorts of things, I, I think if I can watch an episode or two at least once a season, that makes me want to look up something, to find out more about it, a, a real time period, a real event that happened. I think that is a, a plus, considering it is a kids or family-based uh, yep. TV program when it boils down to it. Yeah, what are your th what are your thoughts on? Well, I added at number two. Okay, and, well, just okay. Yeah. That that knocks out what number one is, but yeah, it's fine. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very, I, you couldn't stop watching it. I mean, I had it was like very captivating. Again, super interesting time period. Uh, the again the villain sort of, at least it was an interesting twist on the villain this time, sort of. It, it seemed to be a common theme through the season where the villain actually hasn't, isn't actually a villain. They're just sort of mm -hmm. like antagonist or whatever. So, yeah. 
Well, um, they did a lot of like monsters or like typical Doctor Who pe- villains who you think are going to be the actual like main villains, and then they switched it to be like, nay, it's the humans no, and they suck. The real villain is <laughs> yeah, racism. <laughs> yeah, or racism, racism oppression, religious prejudice, religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought it was really great. Yeah, it's really good. Top three for sure. Yeah, <laughs> some would say. <laughs> Um, what do you have at number two then? Uh, I had Print Demons of Punjab at number two. Oh, that's right. So, so at number three, what? yes, I had It Takes You Away. It Takes You Away, yeah. Which I had at number two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the only reason it's down a little bit is the scenes in the middle worlds with the weird alien thing. I think that dragged on. Even though it was like not very long, it, I. It, was, it dragged on a little bit. But other than that, freaking incredible episode. Uh, obviously, once they get to the mirror world and you get the emotional hit with Grace coming back. Mm-hmm. And then it goes batshit crazy mm. after everybody gets booted out of the mirror world and they get, and the doctor talks to a frog. Freaking frog. <laughs> Which I love. So good. Still thinking about it. I just love it. <laughs> this is the weirdest <laughs> episode of the season by far. Yeah. I, f- I feel definitely the weirdest. Uh, easily. And, easily, yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of love everything about it. And as I said in the episode when we talked about it, I just love how it goes from like it, it's just constantly changing and evolving, kind of what, what yeah. you think is happening. Or you think it's a kind of typical monster escape from this thing. You, you actually think for a while that there must be something in the woods. You think, you know, it's like constantly changing what you think the the villain or what the scenario actually is or what it's going to end up being. And then after you spend the whole episode being like, what is it? What's going on? What's it? It just ends with like the doctor talking to a frog. It's like, well, fuck, I don't understand anything anymore. But <laughs> that's um, that was an episode of Doctor Who that I watched. So, yeah, I. I Really, really enjoyed it. I find it funny how uh, decisive I feel it is. It, it, it was, has Divisive. been. Yeah, like online. A lot of people I've yeah. seen hate it and say it's the worst episode of the season. Whereas I, you and I obviously quite enjoyed it. So yeah, it's, in, it's interesting just to see what yeah. people. But well, it's so f- some people really like the ghost monument. So you can't read anything. <laughs> I just find it so funny that like, cause this, like people who hate the more historical episodes and we're about to talk about one that a lot of people didn't like for weird reasons. Uh, cause if you haven't figured out by now what number one is, you're about to be really, really shocked. Um, but, but this episode is the le- It's like, it's not historical. It's not anything. And it's the most sci-fi weird one. Yeah. It's like, is that what you want? Like, did you want really crazy sci-fi original story type thing happening? Cause the, the story in It Takes You Away to me plays out like a, it could have been written by a younger Stephen King, like short story, you know, like it could be a sci-fi or horror short story in some novella by some writer or something like that. It kind of just plays out at that kind of pace, yeah. I feel, and has a nice end to it, I, I suppose. Like you could replace the Doctor with another character and the story kind of just still plays out the same kind of way, I suppose. That's the, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it could have been another story idea ad- adapted into Doctor Who nicely. You know, I can't remember the writer's name, but it's like, oh, I've had this idea for ages and I've kind of just adapted it into Doctor Who somehow, yeah. which worked out nicely for them. Not saying I have any proof for that, but it kind of just feels like it, it, it was that kind of story. Um, okay. And 
Well, I mean, we can crown it now because there is no, there's really no reason to mass it at all because. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no reason to mass it. Me and Ash's number one episode, and then by far the Explosion Network's number one episode, a series eleven of Doctor yeah. Who, is Rosa, episode yep. three. So why'd this stick to number one throughout the whole year for you, Ash? We we because it, it was episode three, and that, that was the high at episode three, and then from there, pff, we're all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I think it was just stand just so different to what we I guess everybody sort of expected, and it just hit a lot of social things that I think I feel like the show hasn't hit at least in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it was just a good story as well. Like, mm-hmm. and there were like fun, fun elements. The companions all had sort of stories as well. They all, it didn't feel like they were shoehorned in. They like, especially Ryan, obviously. Um, this episode, Graham has the least to do. But he still gets those zingers in. Without, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I want, I have to wonder if I would prefer Demons of Punjab if that had been shown first. Because mm. they're pretty much the same, follow the same sort of arc and they have the same sort of ending. Mm. But yeah. And it's so heartbreaking that they have to be on that bus at the end. Yeah. That scene. So. I've rewatched that scene. Yeah. That's like, I haven't re- I've gone back and rewatched the entire episode, but I have rewatched that scene two or three times mm-hmm. after. Cause I was so, I thought that scene like just just put together so wonderfully with the song choice, everything, even though yeah. song choice for a lot of people is like a bit too on the nose or something. I'm like, I don't care. You're, 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 you're like, you're going to break my heart. You want the tear ducts going. Yeah, you've succeeded. You've done it. That's you, you've yeah. got me right here. Be, be I mean, missing. they could have ended on something else other than the comet or whatever it was. I don't know. I kind of liked it because it's like, it's true. It's not some bullshit made up comment that the, suddenly the doctor's making up in this show just for the sake of being like, oh, look, tight back into space or something. Like, Googled it after the episode. Is that a real thing? Is there a comet, Rosa? It's like, yeah, it's comet 23,400, you know, something along those lines. Yes, yeah, 23,000 something. There's 23,000 <laughs> comets. They I had to find some historical figure. But at the same time, it's like, I would never have known that if it hadn't been in, in the episode. It's fair. You know? So, um, I also find it interesting because this one, like I, I knew this, the story of, of Rosa Parks yeah. and I found out after watching this episode and talking about it with, with more people that a lot of people, or it's just an Australian thing. I don't know. Don't know her story. So I, I, I was yeah. wondering like how, how many people for the first time would have been watching this episode going, who is this person? What happens? And then by the time it gets to the end, it's like, oh shit. Although it's a lot more, I like a lot more brutal and horrible, I suppose, the way it plays out in real life because they, they kind of just go for the more emotional punch than the actual... Because the words the police officers and everything would have been using for a start, like, would have yeah, been... it would have been more horrific. A lot more horrific and... It was straight probably up, toned down. It was toned down, and I accept that because it is a family-friendly kids yeah. show, but I feel like they pushed it as far as they could go. Um especially with some of the word choices and the aggressiveness. And like, if I was a little kid watching this episode with that guy, that bus driver, like screaming in her face, cause they had that close yeah. up of his face and he's just like snarling like a fucking wild animal or something like that would have scared the shit out of me as a kid. I feel just watching, watching yeah. that happen. It's like, why is this crazy guy st- um, yelling at this, this nice lady to get off the bus? But yeah, it's, um, it's 
when I think back on some a lot of my other favorite Doctor Who episodes, they're either ones that focus heavily on the Doctor and companions, like the storyline kind of plays tightly around them mainly, or mainly to do with the Doctor or one of the companions yeah. or something. Like be that an Amy Rory scenario, which like they had a lot of emotional episodes, uh, or, or one of the many Doctor episodes, like. Rose, whatever, how, wherever you want to yeah. go. They're usually companion or Doctor related. Um, or some of my favorite other episodes are just monster episodes. Like, of course, everyone loves Weeping Angels first episode for a reason because it's because it's yeah, Blink because yeah. it's, it's it's just such a good story that it, like take away the Doctor Who aspect, you can probably just sit down someone to watch that episode and they don't need to know anything about Doctor Who to watch it and they can just watch it as a good like forty five minute thriller or something like mystery along those lines because for the most part the Doctor and isn't really in it <laughs> but like no. it's apart from sending tapes so that just plays out really well but i think this is one of the first episodes that is like kind of in my one of my fa- favorite episodes of the whole run i would put it in my favorites i don't know like if it's top 10 top 20 or you know how i'd go about it but i definitely think it's one of the the best episodes of the, the series if i had to pick at least one from every series and add them up this could be 11 it's at least top 11 if i'm picking one per yeah. series you know so <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's going to work out um but it's only one that's focused on like a historical real yeah. life event i feel like the rest are sci-fi character based something Things. like that so um yeah different d- definitely a different route for the series and i if, if they're going to look at the, if they're going to weigh up what people have said online and the feedback for the, that they've got before they go into uh, series 12, I mean, they've got the time to redo some scripts if they're not putting it out until 2020. Yeah. Um, then Aren't yeah, they already I, shooting it though? I think I they just, what I read. Uh, I thought they just said, they got, I thought they just said they're going into production next year. Like they haven't announced okay. it. Yeah. Which means most of the scripts would probably be done, but like I wouldn't expect all of them to be, but you know, scrap one, change some things. Um, but looking back now, if we want to look back on, see what we got out of what we just talked about then, it's that most of our favorite episodes were like historical. Like if you, two of our favorite episodes of the whole series between Rosa and then the demons of the Punjab are historical based ones, which were both episodes that really felt different for Dr. Who. But at the same time, it's so funny to say, to say and think about because that's how Doctor Who started. You know, first yeah. ever episode of Doctor Who, they fucking time travel back to caveman days. Like that's how the show starts. It's not fighting Cybermen or Daleks or anything like that. It's it's traveling in time, and and, and everyone's like watching these episodes. It's like this is Doctor Who. This is crazy. It's like well, it yeah. is. <laughs> it really is. It's not. It's maybe not how you're used to it, but that's how it is. And some of the weaker episodes, and maybe this is how just how Chris Chris Chibnall maybe he should just play to his strengths and his strengths are more character based stuff. That's to do with real life characters or just more mo- yeah. that stuff. But when it came to doing big villains, like no, like your, your big villain of the season didn't pay off for me. Your big event didn't really pay off for me. My, most of the, the really big events, arachnids, big fuck off spiders running through the, no, that wasn't super exciting for me. And also I, I don't feel like Jody's doctor, like could carry like i don't think she does well for those types of episodes you know what i'm saying like the the more weird like spiders running around the uk type stuff i could picture if i had to pick any of the the last round of doctors who i could see doing that episode and kind of just off their charisma kind of fitting into the episode and making it better just off themselves david Tennant. 
Like, yeah, I, if, if I had to pick, good. yeah, if I had to pick anyone for weird sci-fi monsters running around the UK or anything like that, it's David Tennant because that's just the, the, just molds better for those types of episode. If I have to pick a doctor for huge sci-fi, like if I have to pick, pick a doctor to somehow make the Tim Shaw episodes better, it's Matt Smith. I just feel like he, him monologuing Tim Shaw about yeah. how he sucks and all sorts of things like that, just playfully and all that. He would have been pretty cool. I'd still be picking just angry. I guess angry. Um, but yeah, I think looking back on it, the the thing that Jody's doctor is, is is succeeding in is when it's more just character based, emotional, smaller yeah. moments than big epic sci fi stuff. So yeah, got, got any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up our series eleven review and ranking? I hope they give her a mo- more emotional range. It seems like all the time she's just being very, very nice. Mm. And I hope we get to see more than just that. She creeps time. close a couple times, but she never truly kind of goes goes there. Even with the Tim Shaw thing, he's abducted five freaking planets about mm. to abduct the, the Earth. And she's like, oh, yeah. It, it, it just perturbs me. Yeah. <laughs> Such an annoyance. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Like she could have gone off more there, could have gone off more. Would it be nice if she just really fucking snapped at Graham when he even mentioned the fact of killing someone instead of just being like, look, do what you want to do, but won't take you home. You'll have to get a bus, bus man. She could have just, <laughs> she could have just snapped right there and then maybe. Gets yeah. A bit more anger. Cause it seems like she gets close, but doesn't go, just doesn't go the, the, the full way, yeah. which is the, the annoying thing about it. I find. Okay. Well, it could be building to when it actually happens. Yeah, that's true. Could be, yeah. which I'm fine with, but. I just don't have faith in at the moment, I suppose, is the, is the yeah. problem. Like, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if, we, if I can believe that. Whereas if it was a typical drama show and it wasn't Doctor Who, where I'm not yeah. sure how they're treating it. I'm not sure how Chibnall's treating it. If it was Stephen Moffat still, I would know that he's going to play this out for fucking two more seasons and we'll have payoff. We'll have payoff eventually of some sort because yeah. he just builds stuff. I don't know how Chibnall's running the show. Cause especially given the fact that he's so so wants to do this one-off episodes, one-off episodes, sh- like just wants to show to be, you don't really need to pay attention. No overarching story really of, or much of any overarching story and just typical one shot episodes that doesn't like scream payoff to a uh, two season, three season emotional story arc to me, you know, yep. it's like, don't know. Um, but anyway, we will see, Use all in two weeks' time for when. What two the, weeks? Yeah, I know. It's not so, long at all. It's not very long at all, but it's t- it's two weeks break, Ash, to recuperate, get rid of for one more episode of Doctor Who uh, in the the new year, of course, when the the New Year's Day special airs. Still not sure when it's airing in Australia officially, like a spot on time, but just presume it's around the same time. So it'd be like five a.m. Probably like second. Yeah, 5 a.m. on the second. Yeah, or whatever time. Because I think what they put up on iView at 5 a.m. on the second or whatever time it airs in the UK. I assume it's in the same time slot. Yeah, and then I'll probably, yeah, you'd think so, surely. It would be weird if it wasn't. Um, And then I'll probably air at 6 p.m. or whatever it is that it airs on ABC or has been airing. I don't know. I watch it on iView. There you go. Um, But yeah, two weeks' time. We'll be talking about New Year's Day specials. That's exciting. I'm not going to go over it all again uh, because we talked about it last week, but. 
hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Daleks. I would be really excited for something like that after an entire season of New Monsters. Uh, new things so hopefully Daleks or something along those lines if not and it's still something cool sure I'm just going to go in semi open minded I'm 100% willing to admit that I'm going a little bit at least like 15-20% of a please be Daleks at this stage but (laughs) I can't help it after the the, the trailer they give me Um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Fish Fingers and Custard you can Find us over at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network when we record the show live. This episode wasn't recorded live because of an error of judgment between Exclusion Network members. And it was recorded offline. But I'll probably maybe still put up on Twitch as a, a VOD. And then it's, it was there and we'll just pretend yeah. it was recorded live. Hey, audience, how are you going? But usually we record it live at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network where you can join in the conversation, of course. Give us your thoughts on what we're talking about as it's happening. So if you want to do that for the New Year's Day special, there's a chance for it to happen. You can watch the video later, youtube.com slash Explosion Network, of course. And then you can find the podcast version, the audio-only version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, all the other podcasting services that you want to use. Or you can find our links to all those things and watch it in your web browser, if you wish. Of course, at ExplosionNetwork.com, where you can find this show, many other great shows, previous episodes, what do you want to watch, where um, we talk about all other sorts of movies and TV shows and sorts of things. It's a good way to go about it, since if you like this, I presume you have a TV. Connections. Yeah, you probably watch there's, things. You probably watch things, so there's at least a connection there for that. Uh, you follow the Explosion Network on Twitter, at explosion pod you can follow me on twitter at viva la v-i-v-a-l-a-d-i-l you can follow ash on twitter at ashley hobley a-s-h-l-e-y-h-o-b-l-e-y and for the last time this year ash sign off the episode so so have you done the math yet what, what, what math you're gonna make it the definitive list right Oh, look, I, I, I didn't really bother, but uh, so you had Rosa at number one because I had a total of two points. You had uh, a tie between It Takes You Away and Demons of Punjab with five points each. Then you had uh, a tie between The Witchfinders and The Woman Who Fell to Earth, both with nine points. And then you had The Tsunga, Tsunga Conundrum on 12 points. Uh, then you had The Battle of Ranskorov Colos on 15 points. Uh, then the ghost monument on 19 points at last. Okay, good. So we can officially confirm ghost monument worst episode. It was officially the worst. All right, bye. Bye.